0: give him praise church come on he's worthy of our praise what a great God we serve he's alpha and omega the beginning and the end amen he said he's the first and the last he is everything the great I am say amen Amen. to the zoologist he's the lion of the tribe of Judah to the astrologer he's the bright and morning star to the historian, he's the ancient of days. To the hungry, he's the bread of life. To the thirsty, he is the living water. To the dead, he's the resurrection and the life. Say amen. amen. Come on and give him praise if you're glad we have an awesome God today. Amen. Amen, amen. You know, sometimes we get so focused on our problems, we can't see his power. Amen. Amen. We get focused on the life and the situations that we're we're dealing with and fighting with, and I'm just glad to know He's an awesome God, and not just that He's an awesome God, but He has an awesome love for His children. Amen, amen. If you are here for the very first time, I want to do this. I want to do this right now before we uh, do our normal deal. Uh, but if you're here for the very first time and you filled out one of those prayer request cards, uh, uh, could you hold it up real high? We're going to collect them really quick, and because uh, we're going to be praying for you. Amen, church. If you got that filled out right here. Church, let's give a hand to our first-time attenders. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. We, I, it is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. to be. I tell you what, just have a seat. You can have a seat. Uh, uh, we, we're going we're to do a little interview before I share the message this morning. Uh, today's title is A Courageous Legacy. A courageous legacy. We've we've been in a series, a four-part series, uh in, in the last couple of weeks. This is our third uh part of the series. And uh and and I was I was studying and reading this week and and thinking about uh what has been left to me. What has been left to me? I've got I've got a Bible that's really precious to me, and uh, and and this was left to me. It was passed down to me. And uh and the whole message today is about what are we leaving? behind what are we passing to the next generation what is the legacy that we're going to leave and it is my privilege now some of y'all didn't know it but on father's day i had an expert come in and help me with the problem of fatherhood and somebody knew it and some didn't but that was my father and uh i want to introduce to you a pastor that has pastored 30 years and uh and and put up with me just about all of them and uh and 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 everything that you see here Everything that you see here on this property can can be attributed to God foremost without a question, number one, to God. But much of everything that you see here can be attributed to the influence my father had on me. This is my hero, Malcolm Carter Sr., uh, 30 years pastoring in the ministry, now with us here at Temple Baptist Church. How many of y'all are glad to see Dad? Amen. All right. Dad, you used this Bible a lot, didn't you? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I need a microphone. I need a microphone. I'm dropping the ball here. Here we go. I need somebody to be able to hear the blue microphone. If you can help me with that. All right. Now let's try this out a little bit. I have got uh, a lot of questions, but we're not going to have time for all of them. But uh, are you nervous? I'm talking to my Always microphone. nervous. Always nervous. All right. All right. Well, you're amongst friends. Amen. All right, uh, number one, what is what is something that you did with us, with Mindy and Joe, me, and, me Mindy and Joe, uh, and, and raising us, that you'd probably, you'd do it again, if you started all over again, you had three babies today, and you got, you know, you got to raise all of them again, uh, what is something that you would do the same, something you did with us that you'd probably do the same? Beat them. Beat em. No, I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, Next, I need, no. That was part of it, but uh, I guess the greatest thing. A
0: major part of it, I might add, right there. The greatest thing, I
1: guess, that I can remember would be our evening prayer before we would uh, go to bed. We'd all uh, gather around and hold hands, and we'd start with the youngest, which was Joe. And he'd lead us out in prayer, and uh, then it would, you know, go up the chain, and I'd close it and that uh that's that's sweet to me. I mean, I just I, I remember that, uh, can't forget that and I That's something that I wouldn't ever change, wouldn't change.
0: Now, you know, we we was not perfect with it. I can I can look back with that and and say I do remember those times. I do remember. I remember walking down the hallway and and on the plaque. I don't even know if y'all may still have it, but it had on there the family that prays together stays together. Yeah. And uh I, that's, that's always been in my memory. But uh if 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 that's not taking place, uh families can start anywhere, can't they? I mean, that's, that's for sure. It, and you're not going to be perfect. I don't care who it is. We didn't do it every week or every every day, uh but every little bit helps. Amen. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh what would you if that's the same, if that's the same, uh is there anything you'd do differently? If you had it to do all over again, would is there anything you'd do differently than what you did the first time around?
1: Well, uh, probably the greatest thing that I would do different would be uh, not trying to beat my convictions in y'all. Or, you know, I, I had good convictions, and I thought everybody ought to have what I had. But you know, everybody's not got the same convictions. And that's probably one of the things that I would, Uh, do a little bit different is not trying to uh, pressure my kids into my convictions and I try to give them enough of freedom to have their own
0: convictions. That's pretty big. That's big. Uh, It took a long time to come to that, didn't it? Sure it did. There's a lot of things that I preached when I was first starting in the ministry because it sounded good. And I heard other preachers preach it, and and I trusted them, and I looked up to them, and they were kind of heroes of mine. But it's amazing what happens when you actually study the Bible, and how some things are just not what uh, others think they are. And then, and also too, it's amazing how how you can read a verse and 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 think one thing about it, and I can read a verse and think something totally different. So it's I, I'm glad God's big enough that He's you know He's God and He knows. Amen. That's it, man. That's big. I wasn't expecting that answer. Uh, uh, so, with that, with that question there, do you feel like you were uh, too hard on us?
1: Uh, in ways, I, I felt like I may have been too hard. Not in the correction. I wouldn't change that. I, yeah. I. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever. I thought it was needed, so I I wouldn't change that. But there again, uh, on the conviction part, and uh, uh, I would probably change that a whole
0: lot. So, are you saying that you would you would go back and you'd let me part my hair the way I wanted to back? You know,
1: let's don't push it.
0: Don't push it. All right, all right. (laughs) My hair has never been longer than what it is right now. Amen. Uh. <laughs> All right, one of one of the things, and and I don't know I don't know whether you got this from Granddad or not, but uh, one th- what what is something that what is something that you see in in me Joe or Mindy that that maybe you're most proud of something that that maybe that you see in us now that we're adults that that you're you're happy about.
1: Well, I guess probably uh, one of the greatest things is y'all are very independent. In other words, I trained in you to work and not depend on somebody else. I look back at the years and I wondered if I may have been too hard as far as making you work, even as little kids coming up. And I look back at it now and I'm glad that I did. I know there was times on Saturday when kids would be going fishing with their daddy and we'd be out there cleaning the churchyard or something. But uh-huh. I look
0: back at it. I'm still bitter about that. You're still bitter I'm, about I'm it. I'm bitter about that.
1: I'll meet you in the back. Again. <laughs> yeah, I but, uh, I, you know, I look back at it now and I can say, well, thank you, Lord, because all my kids, they work. Uh, they They do, you know, they don't depend on welfare. They don't, you know, they other words, they're independent as far as sure. working. They got a job, and they don't mind working and doing and taking care of their family.
0: I tell you that that you know, all jokes aside, that was t- that was tough. It I was mean, me and Joe. We'd see people, you know, other kids, other church members' kids going by with their fishing poles, going fishing, and and we're picking up pine cones in the yard or or whatever. Uh, it, if if y'all were working, we was working. I guess it, you know, and it, you didn't. I, and I appreciate that now. And I I see that now that 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 we will work we want to work and and there there is a a definite work ethic there another thing too that i remember uh that's really vivid in my mind is i don't ever remember wondering whether we was going to go to church i really don't i can't i cannot think of a time when we ever asked are we going to church today or or you know it, it was it was obvious i mean and there was no question about it and also uh uh I remember a time we, we had a camp meeting at our, our church in at, at Bethel, and uh, it was kind of like the Mac Daddy of the year, you know. Everybody, it's, that was the thing everybody looked forward to, and we'd have morning services and evening services and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, and and people would come from all over the place to the meeting, and and I remember one year, and uh, I know you got to remember this that your back went out. You remember that, and you had to stay in traction. We had a we had a hospital bed in our in the living room. And these pulleys and, and, and ropes and weights and all this kind of stuff tied to dad and pulling him apart basically, keeping his uh something with his back lined or whatever and, and I remember a couple of preachers coming over there. I was standing in the living room and uh and, and those preachers came and they were just trying to uh encourage you and, and console you and you know, and say, Hey guys and and uh and I remember you crying. This is why I didn't want to do this. Uh, I remember you crying because you wanted to, to be at church so bad. I mean, not not you just you you, you wanted to be there. You want, you were missing out, and and uh, man, I, I I see people crying because they got to go to church, you know. And I'll never forget that man. I, I just a uh, uh, a heart's desire to be with God's people in God's house. And man, you you just don't you don't forget stuff like that. Uh, I remember my first Bible I won. I remember uh, Old Fashioned Day and winning that winning that Bible, and, and then going to Burger King that night, which was a wonderful. I mean, that was kids go to Burger King every day today. But then when you went to Burger King, I mean, that was the deal. You got to go to Burger King and get a cheeseburger, and and Brother Green was up there. Remember that? And and he wrote my Bible, uh, the, the words of Jim Elliott, the missionary who died. Was a martyr. He said, "He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose." And, uh, and that's that's cool. Memories. I was talking. With, come here, Travis. Come up here just a second. Um, a legacy, something you leave behind, something you leave behind is is not always just to your family, just to your kids. I was talking with Brother Travis last night, and uh, I was I was telling him about this Bible. my dad had it he gave to me and uh he left to me and it's got the pages are coming out of it writing all over the place i don't know if you could you could see that but it's just wore out you know it's just from use and and it's very precious to me it's left to me and uh and he said you know what he said i got a bible that's wore out too and he said your daddy gave it to me after uh hand him that microphone tell me tell me just a brief just a short uh 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 word about very short very short uh uh about what happened in the front yard in the Thunderbird one day.
2: I I went to church with uh, with Joe several times, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 times, and then the Lord really began to convict me that I was lost. So one day after work, I uh, came home or, or came over to uh, Big Malcolm's house and and just basically told him that he was I'm, in
0: the... I'm Little Malcolm, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Little Actually, it's now Big Malcolm and Bigger Malcolm, so it just, it's what, you know, however.
2: God had basically been convicting me all day, and after work that day, I worked with Joe and was carpooling, so we had to come back to, uh, to the house, and Preacher was outside in the yard, and man, I couldn't take it no more, and so I just walked up to him and told him, you know, that, boy, I think everything you've been preaching about is true, and I think I need to get saved. And so uh, he sat me down in the front seat of there, uh, Ford Thunderbird, I think it was, and didn't even have a Bible in his hand. He knew all the verses in his head, and he uh, he showed me how to be saved. And so then, um, just a short few months later, I felt like I was needed to be a preacher, and at, at Malcolm's, uh, Malcolm's house, I went over there one night, and we prayed and everything, and God called me to preach. And just a few days later, uh, you, I don't even know if you remember this preacher, but you went to Okeechobee or somewhere to a bookstore and you came back with that big old Thompson Chain Bible. And uh, I think I was supposed to pay you for it, but never did. But anyway, you gave me that Bible. <laughs> and uh, so today it's the exact same kind, I think, that that, that one is. is you gave, gave preacher. And uh, so that was the first Bible I ever owned and w- got to wear it out just reading it and preaching from it. And uh, it's because cause this preacher right here gave it to me.
0: Something he left to you. So that's a legacy, right? Yes, sir. Amen. Hey, let's give him a hand, everybody. Amen.
1: Ain't never too late to pay your bill, is it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of interest accruing on that Bible. Amen.
1: I'd like to say that uh, before I got sick, before I come down with uh, this disease, I, uh, from the time I got saved. I could count on both my hands the time that I missed church. I love the church. I still love the church. And uh, if there would be anything I would change, it would be the fact that I
0: that I wasn't sick and I was still pastor. Cool. Amen. Cool. All right. Give a hand, guys. I want you to take your Bibles real quickly and turn with me to Hebrews chapter number eleven, Hebrews chapter number eleven, and uh, I want to share just a thought. I Joshua, Joshua is where the the courageous series originally went to, and and I just didn't I didn't have peace about that, and I I, I begin to and, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. This is this is the way this turned out. I i had a call from a pastor in in uh in let's see uh athens georgia athens georgia and he was having a a grandparents day today and uh he said he said man he said it's gonna be grandparents day and and i don't i don't have anything in my mind do you have any ideas uh uh to go with so i started looking and everything and i run across these scriptures and this thought and uh and and it just in about a few minutes i don't know how it was just an anointed deal, I guess. And just a few minutes, I had some points written down, and I called him back and gave them to him. And uh, and I started I started uh, working on the other deal that I was going to do today, and I couldn't get peace about it. And I kept going back to this chapter, and I kept looking at it. And the more I dug, the more I got. And the more I dug, and so I knew it was a God thing. I mean, I know when God is doing something when He's not. And uh, so I this really goes great with what we're trying to do today about leaving something behind leaving something leaving a legacy to our family our children and like you saw the legacy you're leaving is not necessarily just to your children or your grandchildren or your own family you can leave a legacy to other people around you say amen and in hebrews chapter number 11 hebrews chapter number 11 i'll read this you can remain seated for just a second hebrews chapter number 11 it says in verse 5 by faith enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. The word "translate" means carry over. God just came and took him home. He didn't die. Uh, he, he, he did not go by way of the grave. God just came and took him, which I believe is a great type of the rapture. But anyhow, God took him, translated him. For be, Before his translation, he had this testimony that he did what? He pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear. By the way, Noah had never seen a rain cloud. But God said there was going to be a flood. I'm going to bring a storm. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring a flood upon this earth. And he had never seen none of that stuff but he moved with fear. But without, excuse me, uh, he moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Which is by faith. Now, I took that, I took that, and I went back over to Genesis chapter number 5, Genesis chapter number 5 and 6, and, and looked some more into Enoch and Noah. Enoch, the Bible says in verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 24 of Genesis, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. That's about all that you see in that chapter. matter of fact, it is all you see in that chapter about Enoch. He, he walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. God came and took him home. Then, in, in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 8, it says this, God, God he, he saw that the wickedness of the earth was just immense. He saw that, that things were not going the way he wanted it to go, and he said, I'm going to destroy this earth. I'm going to destroy every wicked thing here, but thank God Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? It says this in verse number eight or verse number nine. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Verse, verse 24 of chapter 5. And Enoch walked with God. Chapter 6, verse 9. And Noah. Walk with God. Father, help us today in, in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I, I've just got a few moments here, so I, I want to I share with you something quick. Noah was the great-grandson of Enoch. The, the whole point and the whole uh, thought process of today that I want you to understand is what are you leaving behind? What are you leaving behind? Who listen, the family, the the children, the grandchildren, the friends, uh, the, uh, uh, relatives that are coming up behind you. What legacy are you leaving? What are you leaving? It's just like this 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 older Bible that my father left me. I'm going to have this for a long time and possibly maybe pass it down to uh, the next generation, maybe maybe pass it down to a a, a a son that may come along in 20 years. Amen. Uh and and maybe get called to preach or, or what? I, I don't know, but I want to I pass something down. And I see in this, in this story, you have, you have Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and then Noah. So, so Enoch is the great-grandfather of Noah. And there was something about Enoch's life that was a contributing factor in what happened to Noah. And, and there's three things I want you to write down. If you're taking notes today, write this down. Number one, I want you to see there was a foundation set. A foundation set. If we're ever going to do anything, we need to lay a foundation for our kids to follow. Are y'all with me? There is a life that we need to live. There's an activity we need to be involved in. There is something that we need to do in our life to lay a foundation for our kids. If the foundation is wrong, the building's going to be wrong. If the foundation is out of square, if the foundation is off level, everything that comes after that is going to be wrong. we got to get the foundation right. There's three areas in the Bible that we learn something about Enoch, three places. We find it in Genesis 5, we find it in Hebrews 11, and we find it in the book of Jude. In, 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 in uh, Genesis chapter number 5, we find that Enoch walked with God. He had a pursuit of God in Hebrews chapter 11 he they, he was pleasing to God are y'all with me he had a pursuit that he engaged but then you see the pleasing that he experienced then in Jude verse I think 14 we find that he was a preacher we see the preaching he expounded now with all that being said that's the only three things we know about Enoch he was a preacher he pleased God and he pursued the presence of God now if you go into Hebrews chapter number 11 you'll find this by faith Adam, by faith, Abel, by faith, Noah, by faith, Enoch, by faith, and it, and it gives, by faith, Abraham, and, by, and, it, and, and all of a sudden, in the midst of all of that, there is a verse that God squeezes in there. By faith, Enoch, and then it says that Enoch uh, uh, had this testimony that he pleased God, and in the very next verse it says this, for without faith it is impossible to please him. For those that come to God, they must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Then it goes right this. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things. Are y'all with me? So this verse is just inserted and it looks like it's out of place. But it's not out of place because God wanted you to understand what it was about Enoch that pleased God, and it was his faith, and it was a faith that he developed by pursuing God. Amen. That's why it says, those that diligently seek him are rewarded what's the point he walked with God he diligently sought the face of God he wanted to be in the presence of God he wanted to have the power of God he wanted to experience the blessings and the fellowship of God so he pursued God David said it this way one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life that I may inquire in his temple behold the beauty of the Lord I'm telling you we've got people that are seeking fame we've got people that are seeking their fortune we got people that are seeking popularity and they're seeking everything under the sun and our children need to see us pursuing God our children need to see us seeking God we want to seek him in the house of God and that's the thing that I saw thank God are you pursuing God are you laying a foundation that's level? Are you laying a foundation that's right? Is your children, is your grandchildren, seeing you pursue a holy God? Seeing you pursue a relationship with God? Do they see you love God? A good buddy of mine, I told this story, and he was he was joking and cutting up, and that we was all cutting up. I told him I was telling the story about. When that camp meeting was going on, and, and I saw my dad cry because he couldn't go to church, and he said, "He said I saw my dad cry a couple times at an Alabama game, you know," and we laughed, and it was, and it was a joke and made fun and, and, and all of that. But how much of that is a reality in the world we're living in today? What do our kids see us pursuing? Enoch walked with God and because Enoch walked with God Noah walked with God you see there was a foundation that was set but then secondly I want you to see there was a faith that shared a faith that shared I'm doing this today because God called me But there is a great contribution that was given to me by what I saw growing up. I may do it differently, a lot the same, and a lot different. But primarily the faith that I have was shared with me through the faith of my father. And you see, Enoch passed down a faith by faith, by faith, by faith Enoch. Uh, By faith, Noah, same word. In in Genesis 5, Enoch walked with God. Genesis 6, Noah walked with God. How do we know? What is the evidence? What is the evidence that Enoch passed on his faith to Noah? Well, there's four things I saw in this. First, Noah walked. Noah walked with God just like his great-grandfather. Noah walked with God and pursued a relationship with God. Pursued fellowship with God. Pursued a right, listen, a right uh, standing with God. Noah walked. Secondly, Noah worked. He built an ark. He went to work. Now, the third thing is Noah witnessed. Says he was a preacher of righteousness. 120 years he was witnessing of the judgment to come. Y'all with me? Fourthly, we saw Noah won. He walked, he worked, he witnessed, and he won. I got to thinking, if there is anything I want to pass down to my girls and my grandchildren, of Jesus there is his coming, I want them to walk with God. I want them to work for God. I want them to witness about God, and I want them to win people to God. That's great. That's it. It's all summed up in there. Yeah, I don't care if they're an astronaut or a plumber or, or a missionary's wife or, or whatever. They, I, I, I don't care. Listen, I, I'm not so jacked up about the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm not so jacked up about them being a rich financier, whatever that might. I want them to walk with God, work for God, witness for God, and win people to God. A faith that was shared. A faith. That was passed down. Man, all of those things. And by the way, by the way, man, when I saw this right here, Noah preached 120 years. And you know how many converts he had? Eight. Well, actually, seven. Now, in our eyes and man's eyes, that's terrible. But you know what? Because he basically won his family. But check this out. Watch the wording of this. When it was all said and done, he had won the world. Some of that, y'all get that about 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, after the flood, they was the world. You know what God spoke to me? If you win your family, that is your world. And we, get, we can't get so crazy to run 100 miles an hour trying to win the whole world and lose our family because if we did, we're unsuccessful. Amen. Lastly, we see a faith, a foundation that was set, a faith that was shared. But I want you to see this. I want you to see a future that was secured. A future that was secured. There was two things I saw here. The posterity of his children, in other words, the future generations, he delivered, he rescued because of the relationship that Enoch had with God, and he translated that to the, his great grandson. He had the same relationship with God that he did. And by the way, if he hadn't had that relationship, he wouldn't have got warned. So what he passed down, what he passed down was a great contributing factor in him delivering and rescuing physically, physically, his children, grandchildren, the posterity of his children. Not only that, the promise of the Christ you see in just a few chapters before God had promised that the seed of the woman would crush the seed of Satan are y'all with me and that was a promise of Christ to come but if if Noah didn't have the relationship that he had he would have been destroyed too and that would have done away with God's promise now here's the point here's the point because of what Enoch did God was able to do what he did with Noah Here's a statement or a question. What is God going to be able to do in the future because what we're doing in the present? What great and mighty thing is God going to be able to do in the future because of what we are presently doing today with our children or grandchildren? Lastly, let me say this. This is quotable and printable and Facebookable. Watch this. The spiritual inheritance that was passed down to Noah was more important and had more impact Than a financial inheritance would have. Watch this. If Enoch would have just passed down land and gold. It would have all been underwater. But because of the spiritual inheritance that he passed down to Noah. He delivered Noah's life. What's the point, ladies and gentlemen? Let's start focusing on the spiritual inheritance we're leaving our children. We're working 80 hours a week to make sure they can have something financially, and we haven't spent any time on their spiritual condition. And I don't care if they have all the money in the world and die and go to hell. We have failed. What are you leaving behind? Ladies and gentlemen, I can't think of another series that the devil has fought so hard to keep you from hearing. Because he knows if we get this, it's going to change not just the destiny of the temple. It's going to change the destiny of families to come. Let's remember, what are we leaving behind? What do you want to leave behind? Because we're all leaving something. And all God's people say it. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for time.